Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. This episode of Cherry's World Podcast is presented by Away Travel. Quite simply, Away makes everything you need for a trip away. Away started with the perfect suitcase and then built from there, creating a range of traveling standards developed from travel stories of friends and seatmates. Their pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful with features that solve travel problems to give the world access to better traveling standards. Away took the direct-to-consumer approach by lowering prices, and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We teamed up with Away at Podgo to give you the best deals on premium luggages by going to podgo.co forward slash away. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O forward slash A-W-A-Y. Away Travel, here to make your journey seamless. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, welcome to Cherry's World. I am your girl, Cherry Johnson. That is my co-host, Mr. Courtney Blackman. He is also the wonderful producer of the show. I just got to give it up to you today, Courtney, because you've really been sticking your foot in the show and giving us your all. And I really appreciate that. We would not run without you. So now that I'm done paying homage to my co-host, we need to pay a little homage to this legend I got in the house. Her career spans over three decades. She is the founding mama of DJing. Do you know who I'm talking about? That's right. We got Miss Spinderella in the house. And I've been listening to y'all on Instagram. Once I called out those high profile designers, people were asking me, well, who are some black ones that we can support? And because you asked, I'm going to help y'all out. Today's show is sponsored by Philip Loving Shoes. And we will be sending a pair to Miss Spinderella. 
doesn't know it yet, but she will find out during the show. So that's Philip Loving Shoes. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook or Twitter. Everywhere, it's philiplovingshoes.com. Without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Miss Spindorella. This is Cherry's World. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisedjukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, raisedjukebox.com. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. I need to be like all familiar and, and casual, but I feel like I grew up with you. I think I know you in my head. And so I really appreciate <laughs> being here. Um, I feel the same way about you. <laughs> wow, are you serious? I am very serious. I think... I, now, what year were you, um, I would say, in the business? When did you start? Oh, what year? Um, I believe it was 1984. Okay, yeah, you were you were definitely someone that I watched. Of course, um, Punky Booster was my show. So are you I'm gonna, serious? I'm going to fangirl. But I, are you kidding me? I'm freaking out right now. Heck yeah. Yeah, babe. Like I used to watch you, and so it's funny how um, we both came up simultaneously. You know, doing what we do in our respective uh, fields or whatever. But yeah, amazing. So just so you know, like I'm such a fan girl. I used to dress like you. I wanted my hair cut like yours. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, I gotta apologize for that. Yeah, we we had we had a lot of women that was um, you know. I just following that trend with the hair on the side and they would do everything and anything. They would cut their own hair. They would color their own hair and they lost a lot of hair. Shoot. I lost a lot of hair messing with us. So yeah. <laughs> I love you. You know, Courtney and I were on right before you got on and I said, how many female DJs do you know? Like you was the founding mama. You it. Well, I don't think I was the founding mama. I was um, one of very few. It was rare to be a female DJ. But before me, there was um, Wanda D with the Us Girls. There was um, the Mercedes ladies. They were a DJ crew out of the Bronx. Um, but I, I didn't really get to see them. You know, I would right. say, you know, coming through with Salt and Pepper, most people got to see the female DJ through me. And those right. and does yeah. make, how does that make you feel? Because you've laid a wonderful foundation. I mean, all of a sudden, the last 10 years, the list mm -hmm. is like hundreds. Yeah, I mean, more than that, like 
I would say it feels great. Like it feels great. I love what I do. So first of all, music therapy, it's, is, is, is a thing. I was doing it because I learned from my dad, just the variety of music. I, that's where I picked up the, the uh, my knowledge of music and learning the craft of it. My high school boyfriend, you know, he, he saw that I had that knack for music, but he showed me the technique and to see like, you know, those early days, I, it wasn't something I was trying to do. It was just something that I knew how to do. And once I got with salt and pepper and auditioned for them, um, and we went mainstream as a group, as a unit, they got to see a woman doing it. Cause before, you know, before me, it was rare, but you, you really only saw the guys doing it. And my blueprint was Jam Master J, um, Grandmaster Flash, um, you know, uh, Grandmaster D from Houdini. I, I, I only saw the guys doing it. So yeah, it, it was rare. And I love to see the women globally using this as a tool to, um, you know, uplift music therapy. Hey, uh, as a man, can I just say um, the song Tramp, I kind of mm -hmm. felt was kind of offensive to men. I mean, just imagine, <laughs> imagine an all guy group disrespecting women and calling women out their name. The world would never, mm -hmm. let, the world would it, never let that happen. That's my favorite song. NWA? I never heard of them. Hello. <laughs> well, um, I'm sorry you felt that way. Some guys love that. They love that, you know, turning the tables a little bit. But that song was a, a brainchild of Herbie. And it was, the purpose was to turn the tables a little bit. You yeah, know, I'm instead joking. of that's my favorite song. Actually. Yeah, the women normally are are the ones to be objectified, and we turned it around, and the guys seem to love that. So, hey, that's what I was going to ask you. Actually, ask you. Um, I'm a guy that likes to be behind the scenes, and I love hearing about people behind the scenes that make a lot mm -hmm. of things happen. Tell me more about Herbie Lovebug, because I didn't really get a chance to, you know, know too much about him other than when I watched the documentary. So Herbie. Herbie is the creator. Herbie is the reason why I'm here. He had this brainchild, um, this, you know, idea of, of creating um, a female version of Run DMC. Um, and he, you know, him and Salt were in a relationship and it was like, you know, let's do this, you know, let's, let's try to make this happen. So they wound up finding Peppa and um, and then eventually they found me. So yeah, it was kind of like Herbie was the, he was a genius. Yeah. He was like literally a genius. He was, he's behind Salt and Pepper. He's behind the man behind Kwame, Kid and Play. Yeah. Um, he had a roster of acts and ideas for his, for his groups. So yeah. I want to ask you a question because you grew up kind of like the generation above me. But what a lot of people don't talk about, and I love having women on this show because we don't have a lot of women. Mm -hmm. No groupies are real. Mm -hmm. Okay, so going in to these clubs, you were on tour. Yeah. Let, let's be real, okay? Let's break it down because male groupies are worse than female groupies any day. Will you share one of your like most wild male groupie stories with us? Look at your face. Uh, yeah, there was quite a few. We would we would hit the, we hit a lot of like the, the um the military bases in the early part of our career, and 
I mean, they were like, ah, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. They hadn't been home in forever and um, serving our country. Thank you, servicemen and women. Um, but yeah, we, we, we had a few. I actually, I, you know, those early days I had a curfew. So I wasn't, I wasn't able to be hanging out like that. But once I was, they were, they were everywhere. They were Look everywhere. Look at her beautiful smile. So like, I have stories and I'm open and honest about them. I've walked into my hotel with naked, naked men in my bed. What? You've never, you've never had those? No. Well, how did I get them and you didn't get them? I got them in my hotel room. Oh no, see, no, no. So, so tell me, I mean, how did they get past your security or your managers? Or well, okay, so my security was actually out with me. And when we came back to the hotel, he was about to go like to his room. And I was like, nah, we had sandwiches. I'm like, nah, come eat your sandwich with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, you sure? I'm like, yeah, come on. So I opened the hotel room. I put my key in, opened the door and I thought I had the wrong room. Wow. He went by me, flew by me. He was like, yo, let me tell you something. I love you. Cause it was just like balls and everything. Oh, he was naked. Me and Cherry been together since. No, was that you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's like to wife to be But like, <laughs> I wow. have those crazy stories. He told the people at the front desk that he was my husband, and his last name was Johnson, and they made his ass a king. So that's the thing. Like, we were protected. We had, we had, we were guarded. We literally had people. You know, um, our managers, road managers. You know, everybody walk us to our rooms and stuff. But I guess the beginning um I was kind of I'm so glad I didn't get to experience that Fa the, sometimes the fans are fan fanatical um we've had people chase us down um you know that, that you know when you're on a tour but especially when we go to other countries oh, yeah. uh, I think we were we were bigger uh in Europe but you're talking about not being able to go out or, or, you know, just going from the stage to, you know, to the bus or whatever, you know, people following us from city to city, but we were quite, we were quite protected in that sense. So I, I'm glad I don't have stories like that. Cause I'd be like, if I see somebody naked running out of my room, I'd be like, oh, hell no. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So what about dating? Because I just put it out there. How more than half of the men that I dated were groupies. They only liked me because I was the little girl from TV, which I think wow. is a weird. But they hide That's it. Interesting. Well. You don't think you haven't went Okay, that? so no, it's not unusual. But, it, you know, for us as women, we didn't have like our, you know, the normal situation where we would just, you know, be, you know, walking or regular going out and then seeing a guy we liked or whatever. Um, because... I, from the age of 16, was on the road. So I was pretty protected. And um, if I, you know, if I was to date somebody, it was either somebody in the industry. It was somebody, you know, like a DJ, somebody that's like me, you know, we had the same interests. And then, of course, as I got older and I was able to get out more, um, all my guys, I had my, my best friend, uh, Kalima, who passed a few years ago would be, I would, I'd be like, girl, I like him right there. And honey, she would go and get him for me. Like, <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I, I always said, like, anytime I, I was very shy. So me going up to somebody was kind of like, uh, you know, out of the question. So my friend Kalima, for a lot of years, would, would be the one to go get my guys for me. See, she's smart. And she dated <laughs> men in the industry. Me, I was dating niggas that worked at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're the regular guy. Look, they yes. love you, honey. Like, but, um. <laughs> Like the the guy that you know, I I fell in love with, I would say seven years ago that I'm marrying this year. Um he he was he he's a comedian and he I would say he's a you know, he was a regular kind of guy, you know. He was an aspiring artist and and we just hit it off. Like I saw him at a show, I was DJing and he was a comedian for the show. And it was just like, he was making me laugh. And he, you know, one day he asked me if I would DJ one of his events because he's um, also a promoter. But, you know, I find it a problem to, to date industry guys now. Like back then it was okay, but I just, I don't have the patience. <laughs> Mm. And I'm thankful that I have somebody that I love. I don't have to deal with that anymore. At least, you know, these past seven years have been wonderful. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that pool anymore. <laughs> I just have to ask, like, the patience. Do you mean for the egos or the schedule? Yes, egos. Because I, I want people who are watching to understand what you mean. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, more like egos. Um, and it's not everybody, but it, I'm sure that's, that doesn't pertain to everybody. But for the most part, you know, they got money, they got women, they got, I, I, I ain't got time for all of that. They, you know, I'd rather be alone. I don't I, like the games. Yes. Well, congratulations. Getting married. Love is Thank always you. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the Courtney is married. Courtney's been married for a very long time. Very long time. Okay, Courtney, you're off the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically. Well, I am too. So that's, you know, that we like, can get past that. <laughs> talk what to about me. you, um, Sherry? What about you? Huh? Huh? What about you? I'm going to play just dumb. I'm just going to keep going, huh? No, I'm, yeah. I'm off the market. <laughs> you're off the market. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're beautiful. So I could see that. I could see that. But it's, it's crazy when you talk about women in the industry, you know, like us. Yes. Um, people are really shocked when they find out that we, you know, are single. You know, I, I, I've been single for some time here or there and people are shocked. And, they, and celebrity women not having, um, you know, a significant other, it's, they're shocked. And that, that was a question that I thought about as well. Like, why is that? Why are women that are powerful, um, making money, you know, you know, making moves, very well-known, beautiful, why are they single? That's a good question for the men. I think because we don't got no patience for the BS. I think that's, that's definitely true. Yes. That's and we, definitely true. There's a level of um, things that we don't have to put up with. Yeah, standard-wise. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I also found that, I mean, come on, you have women like, you know, I'm trying to think who, when I was thinking about this, who was single, but a lot of sub celebrity women, you, you after not everyone has, a, are, is in a relationship and it just makes me wonder, are they picky? Are they picky or is it 
um, guys are just intimidated to probably, step to them. Probably both. If it was mm-hmm. a woman like me, if you would have talked to me about seven or eight years ago, I had a stint where I wasn't picky, right? <laughs> and I was just talking to any, and they were all groupies. And then uh-huh. I realized, you know what? I'm dating groupies anyway. I might as well date who I like. Mm-hmm. My type. Right. Um, and I, my standards did raise. Right. And I did get very picky. But I think that that probably saved me from yeah. a lot of drama because I was so picky. So, but yeah, yeah people are like, you know, you're just supposed to be in the most wonderful relationship because you got life going. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's Go ahead. Not- please. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we know we took a loss this week. Uh, Prince Marky D, I just want to know yeah. you some uh, just some words from you on Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys. Um, gosh, I was just—it's almost to a point where it's—it's it's not only sad, it's—it's it's nerve-wracking, it's scary. It gives you, um, it makes you take a look at your your life. Like for me, um, this like all of my peers. I'm looking at our our generation and just everything that's going on in the world. It's just like very, it's overwhelming almost. Last week, you know, Mary Wilson, um, the week before that, Cicely Tyson, like we're losing our icons. Mm-hmm. Prince Marky D was a talented artist, you know, hip hop artist, but also a great producer. Um, and I remember our first tour was on the Wipeout tour, which was the Fat Boys tour. Mm. Our first major tour when I first started with them. And it's interesting how um, I, I, I'm glad I got to talk to him not too long ago. He interviewed me for his radio show. Oh. Um, and I got to tell him, you know, I was upset with him because he laughed at me on my first show with Salt and Pepper. He's him and and Buff and Cool Rock was on the side laughing because. Um, our first show together was a fiasco and the fat boys was on the side like ha 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 and that's something that lived with me forever like and I and I was like dude I almost gave up because you guys are laughing at me so bad like laughing at us because of uh you know I was new. I had like, I was very fearful. It was my first time being in front of thousands of people on stage and some kind of had something happened where I didn't drop the song on time and it was just like chaos. And they and the fat boys were standing on the side. They were the headliners and they were just like, ah. So, you know, I got to talk to him about it. And he he was so sweet. He was like, I, you know, he apologized. He's just like, that was just funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the moment, but it made me a better DJ. It made me a better person. Um because of that moment. And then, yeah, so he was a good dude. And we definitely lost a, 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 um, a legend, but yeah. What a precious moment in time you have. Mm-hmm. Always have a great memory. Question yeah. about DJing. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that like, DJs make a lot of money. I don't know. They can. Yes, mm-hmm. I got a homie that goes to the Caribbean and he'll DJ for like a weekend and come back with thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, with that being said, like, where's your favorite place to go DJ? Oh my God, I'll go. I'll, I mean, I love um, Australia. So 
I go to Australia. I mean, ever since this pandemic, it's kind of shut me down. But yeah. not last year, the year before, we would we literally gave up a whole year. The year before I was in Australia and I was trying to set up the next tour, which would have happened last year and it didn't happen. But I'm excited because everybody's ready when these doors open um, and I'll be back out there. But yeah, like anywhere with that has an island, <laughs> anywhere tropical, that would have me, I love. Yeah, DJs have the, um, the knack, thankfully, to surpass a lot of you know these turnovers in the industry. Our career, our, our longevity is, um, you know, it just goes beyond a group. It can go beyond um, your normal career because people love music. And so, as long as you know, you know, you know, you have an audience that loves music, and you know what you're doing. And you know how to rock a party. Come on, think about it. Be nice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he wears his cape. You know, he's he's definitely a DJ superhero because of what his contribution to what was going on last year. I mean, he literally, like a lot of other DJs, went live and, and soothed people. Yeah. Soothed people through those pains. And, you know, that's, it's a blessing to be, you know, for me to still be able to do it about let's talk about sex um mm -hmm. because it, like i think that came out like right around the time magic um mm -hmm. announced he had AIDS. so that was like you know, a very big deal back then i remember i was like 12 when it came out and i was like yeah oh wow we talking about this you know what i mean it was yeah. nervous, you know? so uh talk to me about that yeah that's that's a song that um herbie well, actually, we all, um, when we were, when we got that news that morning, it hit so hard. I don't know if you remember, because you were young, mm -hmm. but that was like too much. About when, what? When Magic Johnson oh, oh, no, announced I remember. Yeah, I remember. that he was um, HIV positive, mm -hmm. and it was like, what? It was, it, and remember, that was the big thing. So if you think Corona is the big thing now, honey, when that dropped, that news dropped, we immediately came together and, and said, what can we do? Because we were fearing for ourselves. We didn't have, you know, we didn't understand it. And so we did get, a, we did a, a lot of research. We, we talked to people behind the scenes that were um, well-informed as to what, HIV was and how, how you can acquire it and and we decided to put you know you know put a song out about it because of that we knew we had a big following and it was it was important to discuss mm -hmm. so Herbie called me he called uh, Salt in the studio it was me and Salt first that recorded that song and then Pep came on and. It was like a wildfire. It was informative. We did PSAs around it. Yeah. Um, this is schools. Oh, you had me. Yeah. I was in high school talking about let's talk about sex. Man. Yes. <laughs> that was and my... even past that, I mean, it's a classic. So you can use that song this day and age to yeah. have, you know, to start to sit down with your kids. You know what I'm saying? 
if you you want to have a music based um, informative uh, discussion that would bring kids to the table. So yeah, we we that was very successful because of the content, what it was about, where it came from, and the fact that music is timeless. If you can make music timeless, um, but yeah, that was the seed when that announcement from him, you know, happened. We all was just afraid. Yeah, I didn't know that that was what inspired that song. I never knew. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was like the, the just what we woke up one day and that and that press conference happened and it was like hearts were dropped. We all was just like, oh my God, no. Because we were scared. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. We were scared. Fearful and scared. How have you handled this past year? Like, how have you kept your mental health intact? Um a lot of reflecting, a lot of, of praying. I, I had, I felt like I was going through so many things. Like I was having this issue with my group, um, my former group. Um, and I had came through those things and I was just, I felt like a warrior. I felt like I can take anything because, um, but I do remember when it was, it, you know, that announcement had came that this new thing was coming out this new disease, not is a disease, whatever. And it was passing through regular contact with a person. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is going to really change things. And then they were like, we're going to have to start quarantining. Nationwide. Honey, I was praying. I was just like, our world is about to change. And it was hard because my me and my fiance, me and my fiance was getting along really good. And when that quarantine hit, oh yeah, because you was we stuck. almost did, we almost didn't make it. <laughs> we had to we had to we had to do our own like like let's think about this now. But yeah, a lot of praying, mentally um, preparing because yeah. you just don't know what's to come or how long it's going to last. How did you mentally prepare with each other? Because we had some hard conversations in my house. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> it was like, I'm used to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to going to work. I'm used to somebody getting out sometimes. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And then we were quarantined away from each other. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah, that, this is how bad it was because you couldn't even be, you couldn't even hug your kids. Like you couldn't even hug my grandson. Oh, my grandson, my, my grandson was just born, um, the year before that. So he's going to be two in March and he was new and, and, and he was like my, he really kept my mind together because I had something, you know, so yeah. beautiful and innocent and precious. And I mean, I spent a lot of time away from my daughter. I spent a lot of time away from my, um, my grandson. That was the hardest part. Oh. But yeah, like, you know, quarantine and thankfully I had someone because I think it's probably harder to be alone. Oh, I wasn't alone. I got kids, but. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they kept your attention. Oh. <laughs> but imagine not. Imagine being alone. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, um, I'd have to say, I don't think I could, I don't think I would be able to do it. I'm glad I did have him, but we had to go to our respective spaces a lot. This is Cherry's World. 
This episode of Cherry's World Podcast is presented by Away Travel. Quite simply, Away makes everything you need for a trip away. Away started with the perfect suitcase and then built from there, creating a range of traveling standards developed from travel stories of friends and seatmates. Their pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful with features that solve travel problems to give the world access to better traveling standards. Away took the direct-to-consumer approach by lowering prices, and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We teamed up with Away at Podgo to give you the best deals on premium luggages by going to podgo.co forward slash away. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O forward slash A-W-A-Y. Away Travel, here to make your journey seamless. You, um, oh, just a two-part question. What was it like DJing in the 80s compared to, or 80s and 90s compared to now? That's part one. And then part two, uh, do you teach classes on DJing? And the reason why I ask, what's the difference? I know y'all went from the big floppy records to now, I think there was a called the Sur- Serato. Serato, yeah, programs and controllers. Yeah, really the only difference um, is, is, is basically technology. Hmm. So, you know, the, the change up happened, um, which allowed from, for DJs to not just use vinyl, which I still love. I still love using vinyl. Um, and, and went to controllers and, and Serato, which is a, um, a software, um, a program, but yeah. Uh, Do you look at that as like cheating using the Serato? Is that like cheating? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just easier. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say cheating, but I, I, what I do and to add the other question about teaching when I do talk to, um, uh, you know, young people that want to learn, I always recommend that they go to the base, which is not just learn this, but learn the original form of DJing. And that's with vinyl and that's with turntable. So they can get the feel of both sides. Um, it just, it felt better to me. Um, but we had issues. Like one clear issue is when you're using vinyl and you're on performing, you know, records jump, you know what I'm saying? Or the needle uh, skips. So dealt with a lot of that (laughs) because we're as performers, um, when we were DJing, when I was DJing in that sense, my group was into performing and dancing and jumping and that. So we, I had to deal with that. My, my head was a wreck. I was a wreck. (laughs) Uh, but when technology changed, it made it, that made it easier for sure. Um, in a sense that you don't have to worry about needles jumping. And also you don't have to bring a bunch of records with you. So somebody like me wearing heels, being cute and having to carry records, it was just like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> they made you carry your own records? Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot. But I mean, we had, we had hands, we had hands were needed. But that, I mean, that also attributed to the bad back that I had for those years. I don't have a bad back anymore. So, hey, I love okay, it. So I'll take the technology. 
tell us about this book. You you over there writing a book about these three plus decades, right? Yeah. When can we expect it? What's mm-hmm. the name of it? And can you give us like a couple little tastes about it? Well, that's really it. I, I just decided to document my life. I had been writing blurbs and things in journals for years over a course of the years. I have my first diary when I was 15. Wow. So yeah, a lot of, I mean, I didn't stay with it, but then there would be periodical, um, you know, it would be periods where I would start to journalize. I don't know why I did it. I just did it. I think that was a part of therapy, mental therapy too. Um, which I didn't even know that was, but I was journalizing a long time. And, you know, the things that I had to deal with, with my former group, I felt silenced. So I, I decided that I needed to, started to just tell my story, you know, and tell just where I came from, um, my relationships with, you know, with everybody, what formed me as the person that I am today. Um, and also I, I have a lot of people, young women, not just DJs, but women period that are inspired, um, are motivated. And also that just need to hear some, you know, some stories about what it was like, Yeah, you know, being on the road, um, um, scenarios that I have never shared with anybody, uh, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna be that open book. The book is called Queen on Deck. Um, and because I am a queen and, and although my life was on deck, I mean, you can look at it two ways. There is a queen on deck, not just a queen on the decks, but a queen on deck. And I consider myself that. And I hope it's a, you know, it teaches and inspires. It will, it mm-hmm. will. I know I'm gonna I'm be there. <laughs> Yeah. I want my book signed too. <laughs> yes, of course. You got it, babe. Oh. You got it. Hopefully that, and that will happen soon. We're like, I'm still writing it. There's a lot going on. I'm also including some of, uh, you know, of the stuff that I had to deal with, with with my group. Um, But there is, you know, stuff about the culture of, you know, my, where I'm from, hip hop, growing up in the streets of Brooklyn, the projects, my family life. I was, I was one of six kids. It was like good times in my house, Um, but just surpassing all that, you know, coming through and being able to be here and still love, you know, the music, love, you know, yeah, you know what it's like. Yeah, like, absolutely. You grew up in it. I'm sure there were times you was like, I can't do this. I, you know, I, I don't know if you dealt with that, but I did. Yeah, I ran away after I had a baby. I left LA and was like, I'm out of here. I need a break. Yeah. And that's how Cherry's World Podcast was formed in the middle yeah. of my break. Courtney had a great idea and I was I was for it because my baby. I love for- it. I'm so glad you're here, babe. You know Thank what? You have a story too because- we come from those days and yeah. we saw a lot. You'd be surprised. I never realized that people were interested, but mm-hmm. I, I never realized that people would be interested. But yeah, I mean, it makes me think when I see, you know, these biopics and things like that, everyone has a story yes. and some are really crazy. 
some, but to be able to stand right now, to be where you are right now, um, there's scenarios that help to build and inform who you are today that people would want to know about. So yeah, I just decided to take, to move on that. That's and beautiful. I felt voiceless. I felt like I didn't have a voice. Um, and I needed to, it, it was a part of my, um, it was a part of my, you know, healing. And you said therapy. So let's talk about it. Black people in mental health. Have you ever seeked some kind of therapy or counseling or anything like that? Yeah, I have. Um, it wasn't consistent. There was a time that I had sought counseling and I was just sitting with this lady and I was just like, this is nothing. This is not doing my, I was telling her everything and it wasn't moving me. Maybe I wasn't ready. So just so you know, it's not always going to be perfect. Counseling does not always work, like depending on who you're, you're with. But once right. you find that, once you find that person that, that really pulls some things out of you, um, I think there's certain counselors for certain uh, situations. I, I definitely think that it's always good to do some tuna. Tuna, tuning up, whether you're in a relationship or even just individual. I had some some blockages that I was just harboring and I realized I was harboring them. And um, I did this show called Love Goals a year, about a year ago or before the, before the pandemic hit. And um, I was talking to this lady spirit on the show and she helped me to she identify that voice and bring that voice up. Cause I just, you know how some people just don't talk. They just, yeah. they just rather keep it in. I mean, you know, I'm all right. You, they say, are you okay? And you're like, I'm all right, yeah. but you're really not. Because it's easier to say I'm okay than explain. And then yeah. also the people that are asking, do they really care? They just want something to gossip about. Absolutely. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it's hard to, to open up to just anybody. And also as a celebrity, you just don't want your business out. So Spirit was amazing. I, if you guys want to follow her, she's on Instagram. Her name is Spirit. But she she still counsels me. So I, I yeah, she she's amazing. But yeah, I recommend it. Especially thank you for with being all that we're doing it. Huh? Yeah. Thank you for being open and honest about that. Because for some reason, mental health is something that our people as a whole just don't seek don't talk right. about and right. they kind of shun the whole idea. I think the more we talk about it, the more people will start to normalize it and get help if they need. Yeah, it. we need it. <laughs> Bottom line, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate just, you know, your career. I, and, and we did come up around the same time, but yes. I was a fan of yours before you even knew who I was. <laughs> oh, but I'm a huge fan of you. I'm telling you, I wanted to be like you. See, I've got my hoop earrings on and everything. Like <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Great minds, great minds. Definitely a part of that. My bamboo earrings, like I said, I was in the bathroom because mommy wouldn't let me cut my hair. You <laughs> see it? Right. Oh, oh, you did it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I, you know, I didn't even know you was from Brooklyn. Um, is it true that y'all was like real close to doing a song with Big and then he died like the next night? Yeah, uh, there was there was supposed to be a connection happening. We had shot we had shot um, a video. Um, what was the song? Get money. And there was some talk from that. 
the get money video we were in the oh, video okay. and there was some talk from there that you know we need to do something so um yeah and then i remember when when they said when they, the call came in for that we were on we were doing a show somewhere and it was just unbelievable a lot of this stuff is crazy it just makes you think that life is so short mm-hmm. you just never know i hate hearing bad news but and i know it's going to come but I mean, I, I would just recommend living it up. I'm, I'm like, sorry. don't, yeah, I, I, living I, it up. I got to mm-hmm. expand on that. I, I for really forgot that y'all was in the video, Get Money. So so that was with um, Lil' Kim too, right? Little Kim too, yep. So, so mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Now, being that um, y'all started in the 80s and in the early 90s, y'all was like really risque for y'all lyrics and what y'all was talking about. But then yep. there's Lil' Kim who basically y'all said it in a nice way. She took way. it there. She took, so what, how, she how, took it there. How'd you feel about that? Um, I love Little Kim. I'm sorry. Um, everyone, you know, all artists come in, they come in doing them. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be <laughs> the world we live in. There's a variety. There's always somebody to choose from. If this is what you want, you go here. If this is what you like, you go here. Um, I just felt like there was more um, there was more women back then yeah. than there are today doing it, and um, people appreciate that variety. But yeah, I was a fan of Lil Kim. I was a fan of Foxy. Um, I'm a fan of Megan. I love you know I love Megan. I love Cardi. I love Rhapsody. Everyone that that has that that voice, they have a voice, and they speak on based on their their situation um but i know there's always you know for for us there was it it came a time that we wasn't just about partying and shaking our thing and pushing it that it was important that we started to um talk to our fans yeah and and import those messages so yeah let's talk about sex was one of those songs that was um message oriented um Independent Woman was another one. Expression was another one. That was my song too. What a Man was big enough the men. None of your business was was really like, you know, that was that's very my wife's favorite song. That's my yeah. wife. <laughs> just all yeah. she's been talking about when I told her I was gonna be interviewing you, she'd been just rapping that to me. Like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that. Say, yeah. She liked that. If I want to take a guy home with me tonight, none of your business. I mean, women just love the fact that we were, you know, inspiring and strong. And, you know, some women bring bring the sex. Some women bring the message. Some women bring the, um, you know, a harder, you know. So everyone Even has the playing field for us. Yeah, you get to choose. You get to yes. filter. Um, you said life is short, right? Mm-hmm. What's next for Spin? Spin is solo. Spin yes. is about to get married. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, 2021 is here. If when they open up the world, because they're gonna open it up soon. Yes. What can yes, we happening. Forward, yeah? What can we look forward to seeing from you besides from the book? Like, are you gonna throw a party? You gonna DJ the party in this <laughs> Like. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about producing again and just connecting with some of my friends, you know, in the industry and seeing if that um, 
can, can come up, but I don't want to put anything on it. I just want to do it as, as a DJ. It's a knack for me already. Um, but laying down music is something that I might want to think about doing. Um, I'm also a, an executive producer of a short film called Philadelphia Glow. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, if you like The Twilight Zone, yeah. this is a, a film that you might want to see. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, my good friend, uh, Mr. Frisbee wrote it and I, I jumped in because of the subject matter. Um, Love it. Yeah, but I'm going to get my feet wet more there. I'm also a co-producer of, of comedy shows here in Dallas. My fiance is a comedian, so we produce comedy shows. And I have the Spinderella Comedy Jam coming because we have to laugh through all this craziness. Who doesn't want to laugh? And I know Absolutely. some great comedians. I know a lot of great comedians. So um, I'm looking forward to just coming out of this and 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 just moving and keeping it going because life is short. Amen. Is Dallas home for you? Dallas is home. Dallas has been How? home for the past um, eight years. How has it been for you guys this week? Oh my God, you it's crazy out here. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, our state just was not prepared. Like most states, you know, that deal with snowstorms and, and, and this, this type of weather, our state wasn't prepared. And I mean, the citizens really just had no one to depend on. Like, it was like, figure it out. It was, this, this should have been declared a state of emergency. It, it got that bad. My friends, yeah. thankfully I didn't lose power. Um, but we have a water issues. Like you, you have to actually go, we had to go and boil water and fill up, you know, water jugs or whatever, go to the supermarkets here. There's no water. So, um, the help is coming, you know, with that stuff, but I've had friends, um, that had to sleep in their cars in sub degree, you know, like single digit, um, yeah. degrees Went down with their children, Went down with their children. Degrees. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, really it got weird. it got really bad. How will you start preparing just in case it ever happens again? Now, and that's this that is definitely a springboard for me yeah. to tell you and all the fans out there that that are that's watching. You just never know. Like we're not a state that has to deal with that on a normal basis. Our weather, like we've had ice storms before, um, where you know the ground is covered in ice. That would only last a day or two. But gosh, the pipes are busting here. So we've, got, I mean, we've got all kinds of emergencies spread out and not enough plumbers and not enough um, materials to fix. There's no salt. There's no bulldozers. There's no- There's no salt. There's no, and food, you know, food trucks that normally can come in were hindered because of the um, the road, the roads. Um, yeah, we just have a lot to do to upgrade. But I think personally, it just taught me to get my kits ready, get my kits ready. Um, my emergency kits, have one in the car, have one in the home, um, you know, get every, all those things for just, just in case, just have, have those things, those necessities. Yeah. It's been wild. Yeah. But I'm grateful. We're, we're, we're going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Texas is strong. So freaking <laughs> this guy. Ted Cruz gets on oh. a freaking plane 
and decided to go on vacation. Like, dude, you rep, just resign. You rep us and you get on a plane and, and leave the, you know, the people behind, like y'all figure it out. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like, this is like the mayor from Colorado City. That was like, you got to take care I, of your own families. Excuse me? If this is not the opportunity for us as a people, as a community, I don't care what color, what, what, um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what your class is, your financial uh, status is, if you're a celebrity or not, as a people to put into place the right people to represent. This is important. Why are these people here? Why are these people representing me? You would get on a plane knowing that a three-month-old is in a freaking car with her mom? Like, no. You would get on a plane to take your kids to paradise? When, uh, you know, children are cold in the dark, you would get on a plane? No. And you rep us? This is ridiculous. So we have a lot to do on the, the political side of things. We... You know, we're representatives of our own communities um, and we need more people that, that are stand up and that's, that's just willing to, to, to fight against that kind of um, mentality. I agree. So, yeah. My, my segues are bad. So, I mean, I hate to segue from this deep conversation to what I'm about to ask, but can you tell me what a, a young Martin Lawrence and um, Kid and Play was like? Well, I wasn't, just so you know, I wasn't there for that. Oh, okay. Just so you know, I, I can't speak on that. Oh, okay. Um, I, I didn't know Martin Lawrence. They did. Okay. Um, but Kid and Play was real cool. Um, they were fun and funny. And, and we got to spend a lot of time on the road with them everywhere we went. Because that was a part of the um, Idolmakers family, Herbie's um, groups. And... Once we got through the doors, as in Salt and Pepper, um, it was like we we want to definitely bring our brothers in. And so every shows, all the shows that we did, we would you know put them on to introduce the world. And then they just took on a life of their own. But of course, they were so much fun. And I'm I'm still in touch with them today. Um, they're doing very well. But everybody's just ready to get from under what we're dealing with to get back out, and, you know, and get to work. I heard uh, it was like y'all, y'all was supposed to be in um, house party or something, but something went wrong. With you, do you know anything about that? Right. Um, no, but I remember being on the set. Okay. For um, their second movie, it, I just think they were a commodity. They were a hot commodity. They brought they brought fun to yeah. hip hop at that time, yeah. and I'm of course that's a classic, you know, classic film. That's classic right there. Um, and that will always go down in, in our history as one of the best hip hop classics, you know, Definitely. from that era. So yeah, um, it was great just, just being on the road with those guys. We spent a lot of time on tour buses and on tours with them. A lot of pranks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the young women DJs who are coming out today in a predominantly male business still, what advice would you give them? Um, first of all, make sure you're around people that have your best interests. 
if you're in the industry, ha- be, make sure you have a, someone representing you, a manager or um, a friend or friends that will be representing you and holding up your interests. And as a DJ, make sure you're at work, you know, practicing, um, developing your skills, go live, create your, 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 um, your fan base. Um, and not just, you know, not just, um, DJing is a brand now, so we don't have to just sit at the turntables. We can turn this into other things like production, just be willing to be open and be creative. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great career move, but you have to have the right people representing you because promoters, because when it's time to book, you know, they they will take advantage of you. I get a lot of women that call me and like, you know, ask me questions about bookings and stuff like that. I got to a point that I I wanted to do an agency for these Mm -hmm. women. Um, That's something that I'll, uh, you know, I'll think about down the line, but um, yeah, you need the right people behind you and with you. Do you check your messages on social media if people want to reach out to you and either try to book you or just for some mentorship? Yeah, I do. I I mentor a few people behind the scenes. Hey, can you tell young women? Yeah. How can they find you? Yeah. Just DJ Spinderella. I'm, I'm open to mentoring. Um, I, what I do is I don't just give my number out. I, you know, we, we can, we can hold some conversations and see where you are. I'd follow you for, for sure. Just to see who you are and what you're into. And, you know, like, like this one young lady that is a big fan of mine. She's just, she would, I followed her and I saw things that she was dealing with in her life. And, um, you know, she said she wanted to be a DJ, but she had some issues with, you know, bullying and stuff like that. And, and I'm very familiar with that stuff. So sometimes these kids just need um, some inspiration and some encouraging. Because imagine being your age and not having a family member being helpful or having somebody to talk to you could trust. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of young women, you know, need that. And um, that could be the difference between them going right or left. So I found myself um, mentoring. Anytime these young DJs will call me or hit me, I'll give them a good word. And um, I always follow them and let them know I'm here if they need me. And that's it. That's beautiful. That look, y'all, don't take advantage of that now. Okay? (laughs) Well, I don't know if you're taking advantage. How about that? If you're serious, I know that too. So I, I can't be taken advantage of in that sense. Like I know, I know who's serious. I know, I know who I'm connecting with because I actually research who you are. You can tell who somebody is by who they follow, what they, what they're talking about, what they're posting. You know, if you follow somebody, you'll know who that person, if there's somebody who's a manipulator or this or that, you better start paying attention to that. But I, I'm, I'm open because I know there's so many young people that need that. You don't have to pay me for that. If that if this changes you and helps you to get to a place that you will thrive, I'm, these are gems. Why keep them? You know what I'm um, saying? You got me over here about the craft. 
Ah. No, so because there's not a lot of genuine people in this business. And just the mm-hmm. fact that you would give up your time for yeah. people who look up to you and you like, to me, I'm so grateful that you're everything I always thought you were. Mm. Uh, well, God, don't make me cry. I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> But God is good. Like God yeah. is good. Cause I, I feel there's been a time that I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't be something to somebody else or be this to anybody else until I had to go through those things. I had to go through. I I got manipulated. I got taken advantage of. I've been in places I shouldn't have been. I've been, I've been through a lot. And I'm explaining that stuff in my book. Um the hardest. But yeah, good. we need, we need to be able to reach back, me and you. Absolutely. You know, the, the women that are doing this, yeah, we have to. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in my inbox all day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to know that other people out there are still loving, still open, and still yeah. willing to help. It's sweet. Yeah. I told you my segues are not good, but my last question <laughs> is, um, will we ever find out what it was and push it? Because I've been hearing rumors that it's not exactly what I thought. What the, what the, what is it for push it? Push it is whatever you want it to be. What you uh-huh. want it to be. <laughs> I heard different. Well, I heard it could change. Well, it could change with the situation now. And just so you know, the Punky Brewster reboot. Mm-hmm. Soleil and I was on the set getting it down. Uh-huh. We we couldn't get it cleared in time, but that's the song we wanted. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> How come you can't play, clear push it? Push it isn't everything. They use it for everything. I don't know if they just wouldn't pay for it. I don't know what it was, but it was oh. they, they had us dancing and they were like, what song do you guys want to use? And we was like, we want to use push it. That was like the right, that was at that time too. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, but That's yeah. okay. Look, they gonna give us season two. They don't know it yet, but I'm claiming yeah. it. They gonna and give so us season if two. If they do, go for I'm it, a, babe. I'm gonna ask it. again. <laughs> That's good because they put money in our pocket. Hey, <laughs> I don't. I, let's be real, Courtney. I ain't gonna lie to her. I don't do the business. Right. I do the reaching out to people that I love and that I admire, and I yeah. just sit down and have a regular. I don't want you to sit down with me and answer all the same questions that you answer with everybody else. I'm gonna yeah. have a conversation. Well, with this you. is the best part. Let me tell you why. Because you, you as an artist, you know it's the same questions but when you have a casual conversation yeah and i think conversations are better you can get info out and and get the world to know what's what's going on with that person you're interviewing or whatever but i as a as an artist love to just have a, a conversation i knew this would be that i knew me and you would talk like this because you know just from where we're from and just how we were simultaneously coming through. And it's just, I just knew that would be the case, but um, yeah, interviews are interviews, but it's best to have a casual conversation. And it's good to have artists that, you know, feel that same way anyway. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I am thank you. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see the reboot. How will I see that? Is that going to be on It's on what Peacock. Network? It's on the Peacock app. You have to download okay. it. It's free. You okay. can do it on your computer, your phone, or your TV. Like, so I, it's just like a modern day like. It's basically, I hate that they say a reboot. It's kind of like a fast forward. Oh, like, okay. let's fast forward 30 years and see what they're doing now. Right, right, of- right. I love it. How are y'all doing it? How are you doing it with the pandemic? We were in a hub for four months. 
Oh, okay. So it's done already. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's done and we're hoping. I, I feel like I've heard about it though. That's the thing. I've, I've heard about this some time ago. So I'll be looking for it. Thank you. And please come back anytime you have anything to promote or anything. We can probably do this again. I, I, when the book drops, when it's time, um, when the book drops, I would love to do this again with you. Because then we'll have some stories to talk about. All right. Please. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys. Mwah. Stay Thank safe. You. Be safe. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.